it's been a mad, mad few days in the world of football. The Premier League, to be more specific, we've lost two managers who very, are very highly rated. Potter has been kicked out of Hogwarts. Roger is no longer a fox. Roger got a big Roger in. Uh, he did indeed. From We're back. It's board draw, episode number 40. We're back. First episode after the Euro tour. Video's coming soon. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. We did a little little summing summing when um, Spurs got rid of Antonio Conte. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. And we were like, oh, big team losing their manager. That's worthy of a single a video. Little video where we discuss what's going on. Little did we know, a few days later, bosh, two more sackings, two more big Quick sackings. fireman. Arguably, for two bigger clubs, bigger than Spurs. I didn't say that. But yeah, Rodgers on an absolute torrid run of form at Leicester. And in the bottom three. Yeah, they're 19th, one win in like a million games. Um, no wins in their last, what is it? Like, no wins in their last six, which is... We said, maybe just before Christmas time, um, that Rodgers was too good to go down. And that squad was too good to go down. And I think both of the points still stand. It's just a case of... I think it went stale. Gone stale so I think it's gone quickly. heavily stale. Like, and, um, mate, that bread has been just thrown away now. And that's what they've done. Like, the problem is, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like... Leicester aren't a team to make like jumpy decisions. They don't. They don't panic. Agreed. They make sort of like sensible, rational decisions, and they've had they've had sort of dealt against them a little bit. Like they had to get rid of Ranieri like the season after he won the league. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's obviously not ideal. Then they fell out the Champions League places, and it's all sort of spiraled downwards, but relatively slowly. From and no one expected them to continue challenging for the title after the year they won it. Yeah. They just don't have the facilities to do that. But don't have the facilities. They didn't. They that, and they still don't. But what they do have is a, a very well-run club. Yeah. With owners who will back them, who are very good to their local community. They're a big club. They've got a very good loyal support, and they've got. Like they've got great players. They've got the like. That's why it's so weird for me. Yeah, it's because how do the likes of Tielemans, Madison, Harvey Barnes, even Soyuncu was good at one point. Castagna, uh, Pereira. How did these players suddenly just fall off a cliff? I, probably yeah. Madison is the only one out of them who hasn't fallen off a cliff. Yeah. No. Agreed. I think it's like what you said. They make rational decisions and. I think the difference between this and Potter's sacking is that this was kind of like a mutual... They terminated his contract early. I think his contract was up at the end of the season and they've terminated it early. So that it gives it kind of just gives the fans something to say that like we're aware that our form has been shit. We're going to do something about it. And like you said, it's just gone stale. And I think it's one of those cases where like how long do you give that manager who has done well at Leicester... Like, there's no two ways about it. I know he'll leave this role and it'll be like, he'll have kind of like a bit of a tarring by his name where it's like, oh, he's being let go at Leicester, blah, blah. But he got them an FA Cup. He got them a community shield. He got them fifth place twice and just missed out on Champions League last day of the season. So if anything, his time at Leicester has been a major success. It's just a shame that he's left them in a situation like quite a sticky situation i mean it was always going to be hard to leave them in a better position than what he found them in yeah but yeah it's it's strange for me and like i don't really understand it because we sort of saw towards the end of his time at liverpool he went to this sort of like croyfian style of football where he played with a diamond in the middle and he started experimenting with like three at the back and all sorts of like weird striker formations and nothing clicked at the end of his time at Liverpool. And it, the same sort of thing happened here. Like we've seen it throughout this season. We're seeing weird lineups, weird formations, and they haven't. Be, they've been a bit unlucky with the likes of uh, Fafana jumping ship like last minute. Mm. They didn't really have too much time to to deal with that. Like Indeedy, what happened to him, man? Yeah, he, he was he was class. Yeah. He was yeah. And they're playing like with Daniel Armati or, as like a centre back. Yeah, yeah, no. The, like, what? 
I think he's been shafted a bit by the kind of lack of recruitment in the past couple of seasons. I think in the uh, summer window, who did they get in? Fires was their only incoming. And then they got in... um, January, they got Suter. Yeah, Harry Suter in that left back, Christensen or something like that. Um, So it hasn't been like... He hasn't been backed enough. And maybe that's because, I don't know, he hasn't moved on the players that he should have been moving on etc etc but I think he probably he's probably been in this role for a little bit too long Leicester shouldn't be anywhere near 19th place in the league like we said their squad is far too good and he is far too good a manager so if you see yourself collapsing down the league like they have I think it's right that they made the decision and if anything probably could have come a little bit sooner but it's a case of oh Six on the dot. Mate, I scared the clock. Living. The clock's going. But um, <laughs> Oh shit in hell. The clock has finally stopped chiming. You wanna continue from where you <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck's sake. But yeah, no. The clock has chimed on Brendan Rogers' time. The in, time is up. <laughs> in the, the Midlands. He's no longer there. And for me, I think it's the right decision. Four years there. I think he's done he's done a great job. I think Leicester fans in like a year or two will look back on his time and think, yeah, that was a, a good time. I obviously now it's um it's a relegation battle, it's a dog fight, everyone probably shitting themselves a little bit because They've got a squad that's too good to go down. And we know that if you've got a squad that's too good to go down and they go down, they get picked apart and then you're left with scraps and it's hard to come back up. So Leicester are probably thinking, as long as we don't get relegated, that's fine, we go again. Just don't get relegated. And I think they've made a good decision in terms of doing it now. They could have let it go a couple more weeks. But teams around them, we know it's so tight and... Yeah, if they keep dropping points and teams around them start claiming some points, Leicester could be out of it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a decision made that remains to be seen if it works out because if they sack, they've sacked him or he's left on like mutual terms or whatever. But if they go down with whoever they decide to bring in, if they decide to bring anyone at all, mm. it's. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a strange one. Like you have to ask yourself, do you think they they've got a better chance of su- uh, survival with him at the helm or without him? And looking back on their like this season, you probably just say like there there is issues and it's not being resolved. So you don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's exactly it. Who did, who said that? There's like insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But the results weren't different. They were fat L's. They're fat L's upon fat L's. Let's talk about who is in line. For the Leicester job. I mean, top odds were Graham Potter, who we will talk about in a bit after his um, untimely end in um, West London. He's left foot feeling very blue. To West London? East London. Where the fuck's Chelsea? It is, sort of, it is sort of West London, but they don't have a West London Anyway, postcode. but apparently he's turned that, like, um, rolled down completely. He said he wants some time. According to TalkSport, literally about 20 minutes before we filmed this, he's turned down an approach. And I'm not being funny, yeah? Bro, if I just got paid off 60 mil... Mate, I'd be, I'd be on Santorini, fucking little yacht thing. Oh, mate, he's going to have like... He's be killing it. Mate, I'd get... Do you know that fresh fade he had when he first got the job? I'd go straight back to that barber, get that fade done. Mate, that's where it all went wrong. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about it. But yeah. yeah. It is, it's, so, Brendan Rodgers, obviously a manager of massive calibre. He'll probably go on to get another decent job as well. But and who, we'll talk about that in a sec. Who but do you bring in? Rafa Benitez is in uh, second place. I like place. that. I like that. But is he a man to bring in for a relegation dogfight? I'd say so. I'd say he's like the kind of perfect manager where it's like relegation plus maybe the year after. Whereas like, there's a lot of people that you think... And I think Sean Dyche is in that bracket as well, where like he'd be good in a dogfight. And then also going forward the year after, where there's some managers like Palace have brought Roy Hodgson in. Like if you do the Sam Allardyce route, they're there specifically to keep you up and then you sack them off pretty much immediately. Whereas I think Rafa Benitez and Sean Dyche, the kind of managers you bring in, they'll do the dogfight 
in the relegation for you. And they'll do the season after where they'll kind of get you going again. So Rafa Benitez, I don't hate it. I'd like to see him back in the Prem. Bit of a tactical mastermind, top guy. But in third is Angie Postacoglu. And we said this in the He's Antonio just, Conte He will video. just constantly be linked with every Premier League job until he comes to the Premier League. He's just got Celtic, their 10th um, Scottish Prem in, the ro- in a row. So that's that job done. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but I could I could walk Celtic to to that. It's not that difficult. Fact Amondo. So, is it time for him to just bail and show that he's he's got more than just cruising with Celtic to the? Title? He's not even got any competition up there either. Exactly, Mickey Bill. No he's shit, man. Shit, man. Um. So yeah, Angie Postecoglou. I think he'd be a good signing, and then Nigel Pearson, and we'll probably end it there in terms of Nigel Pearson. I think that says all we need. Nah. Nah, yeah. for me, Benitez or Postacoglu. Yeah, I, one name that... I, I like Potter as a link, but as soon as he said no. Yeah. yeah. And he probably thinks he's big time now. I don't know if he does. He doesn't He, he doesn't strike me as a... I, 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 I think that's like one of his downfalls. He's waiting for Gareth to bottle the Euros, and then he's going to get the England job. Mate, look what I put in the script. Uh, up, read up a bit. Oh, shit now. I literally said that in the script, man. Did you? Yeah, man. Oh, what, up on the Potter side? Oh, there you go. That's great minds, mate. Great minds. Yeah. So yeah. maybe Paul will do that then. A name on the shortlist that I would like, that's not on the shortlist that I would like to see in the Leicester role. Talk to me. Bring back Bielsable. Yeah. I've called for Bielsa pretty much at every team this... this uh, yeah, it's yeah. him and Jesse Marsh. Get They're like Costa no, Coglu in Jesse terms Jesse Marsh of, ain't it, man. I think I think he was all right. I think he had he, he got like hard done by a little bit. I don't know if he was. But I, I think, think he is waiting for the US men's job. Well, whatever, mate. But yeah, <laughs> Bielsa, mate. He would get that Leicester team playing some crackhead football. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Oh, mate. Just, oh, just want to see it. Yeah. He, he, he would definitely get him out of relegation battle. Oh, I don't know. When he was in the Everton award. job... And he was like, oh, I want to take the under 23s until the end of the season and then I'll decide. I was like, are you a batty? What? What? You can't... It, imagine Everton having no manager for their first 11, but then they've got Marcello Bielsa managing their under 23s. Is he on crack? I love that. That's not how it works. That's top. That is top dog. He, he lives in like a different planet. And you, it, yeah, but that's, maybe that's what they need. It's bants when it comes yeah, off. Because like Brendan Rodgers is... out there spying on Frank Lampard, that's jokes. Brendan Rodgers is like plain white bread, yeah? Yeah, mate. And Marcelo Bielsa is coming in like a biscuit. hot, spicy, like, fajita pizza. Doesn't kind of know what kind of pizza it is. It just yeah. is a good pizza. What's like, so if Brendan Rogers is like a digestive biscuit, plain one. They're all right. They're good. They'll do a job. Marcelo Bielsa, yeah. Party rings. <laughs> party rings. Mate, yeah. he's not just a party. He's a whole packet of party rings. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, we'll have to mate. do episode coming soon. We compare every Prem manager to a biscuit. <laughs> Who's a custard cream? Graham Potter. Yeah, that's a shout. Yeah, I like that. Chocolate fingers. I, lo- I fucking love a chocolate finger. Maybe Pep. Yeah. yeah. They, they are top he's tier. like a big bald head. They, they are top <laughs> tier. Anyway, so, Brendan Rogers left. We sounded out the potential replacements. We've got Postacoglu as a favourite for me and... What's his face as a favourite for Luke Bielsa? No, no, Bielsa's who I would choose. Yeah, I think they're going to go Benitez. Oh yeah, no, they. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but hot off the press, Tottenham, their top replacement at the moment to replace Antonio Conte is one Brendan Rodgers. So as as they say, there's this managerial merry-go-round with kind of like the bottom tier managers like oh. Pearson, like Allardyce, like blah blah blah, like Hodgson. Now we've got this managerial merry-go-round going around at the top six and some, where you've got Tuchel leaving, he's gone to Bayern, they've got Potter, he's leaving, Nagelsmann might go to Chelsea. I mean, Pochettino's just sunbathing, he's he's still about. Galtier's going to be leaving PSG probably. Yeah, apparently Conte is like top spot to land the PSG job. So it's just a mess. You've got maybe uh, Ancelotti taking the Brazil job. Zizou just randomly he's, where is he no one's served from him in we'll a talk while talk about Zizou because that worries me that he might get the Chelsea job but the Napoli guy Spalletti Spalletti he'd be sick you he, see they got absolutely fucked thumped four and then they're playing next week like, in the Champions, Champions League, League video coming out soon Ugh. but Brendan Rodgers at Spurs what are you saying about that 
I don't know. Like, is it, Spurs have the facilities there to succeed. You've got potentially the best striker in the Prem, almost complete, maybe. Probably won't be there. Um, I mean, I'm, all I'm saying, but like, even still, you've got Son. Yeah. You've got Richarlison, has had a stinker of season, yeah. but he is a good player. Well, I think Brendan Rodgers gets a decent return out of Richarlison. And he's just, yeah, I don't know. I just like... It's not inspiring. Spurs, man. Just go get Pochettino back and try to relive like, those yeah. days. Because how have you like gone to a new stadium, yeah? You've invested so heavily and you're worse than when you, like you're worse off than when he was like, when he Facts. left. Facts, the team's worse. Stadium's oh, better. Really? Yeah, the stadium's but better, But Harry Kane's man. left. Daniel Levy's still not got any hair, bro. And um, yeah, it's a matter. But for me, like you said, I, I think they should get Pochettino back. That's my heart speaking. Not that I have any Spurs heart felt <laughs> emotion. But if I was a Spurs fan, heart would be get Pochettino back. But head, I'd say Brendan Rodgers. Like we've seen, he's good at getting the best out of a decent unit. And Spurs, not saying they've got a decent unit, but midfield and forwards, that's a decent set. If he can get investment, get a solid defence. just think, like, honestly, yeah. I think he'd get Richardson cooking. I think he'd get Son cooking again. I think he'd probably have the clout to get, like, Tielemans over to Spurs. Chelsea, yeah. I think he's a good Chelsea mate. sat 11th in the league, right? Mm. Tottenham a fifth. Yeah. We're saying Brendan Rodgers or, like... Um, Mauricio Pochettino who's been out of work for like two seasons three seasons nearly who's the better manager it, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. they're like they're like the two probably front runners for the, the job yeah we're going to go on to talk about Chelsea and but the level of the, the calibre of manager that they're being linked with yeah the Luis Enrique Pochettino's like lower down in their list Zizou bro mm. like with the levels are so different but Tottenham sat fifth in the table and Chelsea is at 11. Why, why are they suddenly reversing these roles yet? Chelsea have gone for a project manager. Mm. Doesn't work. Tottenham have gone for like two serial winners, bro, in yeah. Mourinho and Conte. And now they're sort of switching roles. They're going for, he's going for a Rodgers, isn't it? Like, I don't get it. Just know what your game is, yeah? And keep pounding it, bro. Just keep going. Like, all right, Conte didn't work out. Mourinho didn't work out. These are very pragmatic system footballers, football uh, managers. Get someone in who's a bit more progressive. Brendan Rodgers isn't progressive. I don't know about that. I think he, I think he's really good at like he is a good arriving. Manager, but I don't think he's like and like. I'd have I the think, England job though. He got Leicester from kind of mid-table after um, Ranieri left, got them back into the kind of top six conversation, bottled Champions League twice, which his bottle job kind of essence. With Spurs' bottle job essence, probably isn't a match made in heaven. That's too much bottle jobbing. But I think he does well there. I think he goes in, assesses the situation, and I think he, in a season or two, will come out. Who would you say, firstly, is a better manager, Pochettino or Brendan Rodgers? It's it's difficult. I, like if you just want a straight up answer. Yeah, I do. I'd probably go Brendan Rodgers. And who's achieved more in football managing? Pochettino. No, what? No, he hasn't. League and title and a Champions League final. He hasn't won League and. I swear he didn't win it. No, I'm pretty sure he did. Did he not? And even if he did, Brendan Rodgers, what did he win? Second in the Prem. Don't give me Celtic winning the league, bro. I I wasn't. I was going to say FA Cup for... um, Leicester. Uh, what did he do at Liverpool? Second in the league? I don't know. Uh, that's tight. But yeah, for me, I think Brendan Rodgers does well at Spurs. But the issue is, my guy's just a digestive biscuit. Yeah, he He's league, been... uh, and he won the French Cup and the French Super Cup. Oh, that's I washed. mean, it's not saying anything. That's washed. But yeah, but, I mean, I guess it's the same argument I said about yeah. Rodgers winning. So don't give me that. It's the same thing, but... The problem with Brendan Rodgers is he's been in the scene too long and he's not spicy enough. He's straight digestive biscuits. Whereas Spurs, they think they're this big club now. They think they've got the clout. They are a big club. Oh. Like, it, like, just you can't admit it, yeah? No, no. You can't admit it. They, they've got the best stadium probably in world football. Then yeah. why is their top managerial replacement 
Brendan Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they act like a big club. Why are they not? But bro, they've just had they've just had Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte. Let us know down below, yeah. Are Spurs going backwards with this small club mentality? Who knows? Come back after the break. And we'll be talking about Graham Potter, Chelsea, and them, man. Bash. Graham Potter, the manager who didn't live. Well, he's alive, but he's not the thriving. The man who lived, come to die. Todd Bowley has just absolutely had enough. Yeah, he's... And you know, it's just funny, though, because they come in... Obviously, you had the whole Ukraine-Russia thing. Still the going. whole Ukraine-Russia <laughs> thing. Underplayed a little bit, yeah. but Abramovich, Babaya, bad um, guy. Todd Bowley yeah. come in, American, America. coming in with that money, man, and he spent it. And he went, Tommy Tuchel, you're not the one. Get out of here. He came in and he was like, it's a whole new world. Mate, it just... Uh, and... It just hasn't been a so, whole new world. He's slapped two managers in not even a year. Everyone was like, oh, it's a different Chelsea now. Look at look at City. Look at Arsenal. Oh, my God. They're project teams. They gave the manager time. They did this. They did that. They developed from within. Mate, oh, it's embarrassing. But I hope it's also justified because how do you spend that much money and bring in that caliber of player? 323 million just in the january transfer pounds pounds yeah that's including like a 10 million pound loan Who for the fuck is J- J- jimmy j morgan <laughs> <laughs> we've got a list of their incomings in the january window fernandez 106 million mudrick 88 million do you see his one-on-one against aston villa that he missed embarrassing benoit badiashile 35 million Noni Madueke, 29 million. Malo Gusto, who's currently not there, 26 million. Andre Santos, currently not there, 18 million. David Fafana, not there currently, 10 million. Yao Felix on loan, was probably like another 12 million. And then some Donny called Jimmy J. Morgan. Who are you? I think today as well, they've just, uh, or Fabrizio Romano has just announced uh, some Ecuadorian wonder kid for like 20 million, which is the highest fee in Ecuadorian football. And he's, he's 16 at the minute. He's going to join them when he turns 18. I think the best thing Bro, that could have happened to football <sighs> is that when Roman Abramovich got sanctioned for pretty much funding Russian terrorism, Chelsea should have just been liquidated as a club. Mate, they should have been liquidated when they joined the Super League. Liquidated as a club. Oh, mate. All assets should have just been given out to London families. That would have been a nice situation. Bulldoze Stamford Bridge. Everyone just forget that Chelsea existed. Mate, honestly, I like mess of a club. Just, it's just not a good, not, just not a nice club. But they're like hell bent on just ruining football and promoting racism. Although one good thing is they did like a Ishtar for Ramadan. They're yeah, that like was the good, first yeah. club to do that, which is pretty sick. But yeah, shit club. Um, Back to Graham Potter. Yeah, I actually think yeah, I think it's a little bit hard done by. Same. Because out of all those players that have been brought in, none of them strike me as someone that Graham Potter went, that's who I want. Mm. It just doesn't strike me as 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 is. And he is sort of like, it looks like he's hard done by as well because his, the game against Aston Villa, after the game before he got sacked, they had what, like 36 like shots or something to Aston Villa's two. <laughs> and his the last, last comment. The last comment about... <laughs> he's like, that's a low XG chance. Yeah, look at the, the, the XG of... Jo- I'd sack him just for saying that. But like, yeah, it's... it's yeah, I don't know, man. It's just... You, you, he, even at Brighton, he was like the XG merchant where they just underperformed the XG massively like every game. It almost became like a running joke where they would create so many chances and just could not score. Yeah. And it was almost the same a bit at Swansea prior. And now it's happened at Chelsea where they're creating all these chances. And you can say, oh, he doesn't have a striker. He doesn't have an out nine and nine. He doesn't have an out and out number nine. He doesn't have a Lukaku who's out on loan. But he's happened everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, for some reason, his team's create lots of chances and just cut. And they are shocking in both boxes. Yeah. The... 
70% of the pitch, they're pretty good. And then like the final 15% on each end, they are just abysmal. And it's happened everywhere he's gone. Yeah. And it's a massive flaw in his game. I think it's just weird that they decided to do it now. So we've got the recent form here. And they've got two wins, a draw, and three losses in their last six. And it went Southampton, they lost 1-0. Tottenham, they lost 2-0. And at that point, I think they were on a run of like six or seven without a win. Why don't you do it there? Because after that Tottenham result, you've got a win against Leeds. I'm pretty sure he beat Dortmund in the Champions League, beat Leicester, drew against Everton, which is fine. They're fighting for their lives to all. That's a freak result they conceded in the last minute. Yes, the Aston Villa result, 2-0 on paper looks bad, but it was a iffy game. And they weren't great, Villa but they weren't doing terrible. Really well and Villa are really good. So it's weird that after a run where, if you count it to four of their last games, they've got two wins, a draw, and a loss. That's not awful. And they're still in the Champions League. Why why commit to the decision now and not after that run of six or seven without a win? I agree Talk with you. Me. I think it is a weird time because I think some of their best performances this season have been in the Champions League. I don't think... Yeah, it's strange, but I, I like it depends. Are they... Betting all their hopes on just getting someone in who's really I good. I was going to say, football. is it because Nagelsmann's on the market? Potentially, I know there's been a lot of rumours that he's already had contacts and yeah. whatever. I heard he had contact with Spurs, and that contact he was like, "I'm gonna buy, take a break. I'm gonna take a break." Chelsea come in, and he's had like proper contact. So, kind of damning for Spurs, but, but. it is just mad to me. Like it just see, it seems very like you say. Why give him all the time? Yeah, I think he's had 22 games. I think he's seven or nine wins in 22, it's which shit. isn't great for a team that spent that much it's money. Shit. But they also spent 20 million buying out his contracts and then they paid him off another 60 million, reportedly. So we've got here, Graham Potter cost Chelsea 3.1 million pound in compensation for every one of their wins. That's embarrassing. Chelsea paid more for Graham Potter than Arsenal did taking their best player in Trossard. That's damning. It is, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a whole mess. And I just, I don't know if Todd Bowley and his company who own Chelsea now have the right people in that club making right decisions. It seems, it Facts. stinks to me of like, some kid on FIFA just playing career mode. And like Enzo Fernandez had a really good World Cup. Mm. 120 million, let's go. Yeah. It's it just, mental. Mudrick, yeah. Arsenal shows some interest. Looks like a good player. Arsenal refused to go over 60 million. I think we did like 70 in the end, but even that, they were and like, yeah, we'll just... Chelsea were like... Bosh, 80. Oh, we don't want him going there. And he's absolutely stunk it up. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think he's washed, mate. You can find better players in the Prem. I don't think he's... I, don't, I think he's pretty good, but... He'll probably come good in, like, five years' time. and we'll I be don't like, even know that, but I think he's very... He's like... You could find... Who's better, him or Anthony? Equal... Oh, they're both washed, but you could find equal... Level. Why not just pay, like, 25, 30 million for Harvey Barnes? You would get a better return immediately. I think if they just paid, like, or, an extra 10 million, they would have got Liao. Or, yeah, or get Liao for an extra 10 million if we're talking crazy money. Pay 30 million, you get Trossard... There's so many better players and it just reeks of someone with too much money and not enough football knowledge making all the decisions. And we said this when they came in and we did the episode with um, We Talk Football, Kwaku and Jamie, and we were asking them, what do you think about the new regime? Do you like think they they know what they're doing? And I think at that point it was all news that we didn't really know. But they came in, cleared house got rid of everybody that kind of knew football and knew Chelsea. And I think when you do that, you leave yourself vulnerable to if it goes wrong, everyone just being like, you don't know what you're doing. But so like, it, it's 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 strange because it felt like Chelsea needed to change the identity of the club. And I think the fans were all for changing the identity of being this ruthless club where it's like short-term success, but like managers come and go, players come and go, and that's it. Like, but you get you get that short term success. But the problem is, it isn't short term success if you're winning pretty much a trophy every season. That is continued success. It's serial winners. Yeah. But then they've come in. They've sort of gone for a longer term strategy. They're buying younger players. And Chelsea have always had this massive network of loan players. 
But in the past, it's caused them to miss out on the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those, those players didn't stick around. So they've got this massive loan network. Mason Mount, let's talk about him. He's become an outcast. So I'm seeing Chelsea fans saying he's like, how did you go from being their golden boy? Yeah, their yeah. future, their, their, like, their star boy. They're saying he's better than Foden. He's better than Saka. My man, he, he, oh, he's so... like He's I, a sad state of affairs. Oh, he needs to get out. I but think... they, they won't give him a new contract yet because they don't think he's worth the money he's asking yeah. for. Yeah. But then they're also saying he's worth 70 million. Yeah, I think 70 million is about right, I'd say, for Mason Mount. Yeah, I'd agree. But... but I think Chelsea, yeah, they're in a sticky sitch where, like, their best players, they're probably looking like this project's not the one anymore. I, I, they just might as well move. It is, it's all really strange, and I think the be-all end of all is, is, like, their best player they've signed the last, like, two years has been Thiago Silva. Yeah. Who's, like, 57. It's damning, yeah. And uh, that that sort of says it all, doesn't it? But... One more thing I think that is going to mean that any manager that goes in is going to have an absolute nightmare Yes, is the size of their squad. How can you train effectively with uh, like 4,000 people on the training ground? You, then you have to like segment your... Yeah, you need to have like... You can't have like 11 on 11s coaches, because you've got yeah. like 26 players sitting out. Yeah. So like... No, I think the first job is, and I don't know, this is another reason why I don't know why they didn't keep Potter, is he's been with his squad now. So he'll, say summer comes around, he knows who he wants to clear out, who he wants to keep. But now you've got another manager coming in. He's probably going to need the rest of the season and the uh, summer window summer window to assess the squad. And he's not going to have He's not going to have enough time, bro. To get he's, the people out. If he spent a day on a, each player, he would, he'll be here till like 2030. That's what I'm saying. So he's not even got enough time to assess who he wants to keep and clear out before the window closes and he can't get anyone out. And then you're stuck with this bloated squad again for the new season until January. And it's just this ruthless cycle. But then it's just, you might as well have left Potter in. He's smart. He's a smart man. Even if you don't want him long term anymore, just let him stay till summer, do his clear out. And then let, just sack him and get another manager in. Because the squad is so fat. There's so many players there that you're like, what are you doing at Chelsea? Just collecting Aubameyang, a Connor Gallagher, fucking Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> They've got Callum Hudson-Odoi out on loan. Callum Hudson-Odoi, Romelu Lukaku, fucking Mark Cucurella. <laughs> All of made, these players are made. shite. Mendy, bro. <laughs> Mendy. He was the best thing since like sliced bread, man. They apparently, so many he was the best players, keeper. and he was class. Fell off hard, man. And it's like someone's got to clear this Boy, squad. Yeah, because they're clearing the squad. They just keep adding more. It's, yeah, uh, mate. It's honestly, if I was playing FM, yeah, and then like I start a new save. No, no. Honestly, if I was playing FM, bro, I'd be literally like licking my lips. I've got a chairman who just gives me unlimited money, <laughs> and I've also got all these players who I can flog on for like forty million a yeah. piece. Mate, you'd have so much to work with. But I I don't understand, yeah. They they spent a lot of money this season. They've yeah, given these players like, like really extended contracts. And I think it's sort of an FFP loophole where the players transfer value is split over the course. So mm. instead of them paying eighty million for Mudrick and that being on their finances this year, yeah. Mudrick is actually only ten million, but it's ten million per year. Yeah. So that way they're getting around it. But still, surely they're going to like, just they're going to be chokeholding and they're going to have like less room to work with next summer. Unless yeah, they get rid of so. a lot of people. Because don't forget, they've got like Lukaku's wages coming back on the books. That's going to be a fat chunk. Probably mm. Callum hudson Odoi is going to come back and be a fat chunk on their books. You'd what? assume they'd have so, like an absolute fire sale. So there's probably going to be issues there. And so whoever they bring in is almost doomed to have to work with what they've got. And what they've got is good, yeah, because I think Enzo Fernandez is a quality... They've got a good squad. Their squad should be nowhere near mid-table. Oh, mate. And that's the thing. And And that's the damning thing on Graham Potter. These players, they're all uh, individually Champions League players. But the fact that he is getting no tune out of them is... A pretty damning thing on him. It's a damning thing on them because Chelsea, their players at that club are known for if the manager's not working out, they down tools and they get that manager out. That is like a common thing. It happened to Jose, happened to Sari, happened to Conte. 
after a while, if the manager doesn't do like right by the players and they're not seeing anything positive, Chelsea are known for downing tools. But Graham Potter, that's the damning thing on him. He, he he should have been getting more out of these players. But should we talk about who is in line to possibly replace? I don't Graham think Potter, we need to spend... possibly the most lucrative job in the world at the moment. I don't think we need to spend too much time on it because I think Nagelsmann is probably a done deal. But Bruno, I didn't realize the guy that's in charge now, Bruno Saltor, is the Bruno that used to play for Brighton. Yeah, and he got bodied by uh, Balassi. Did you see that? No, I haven't. There's a video of him again, absolutely. Bodied. I thought it was just some random dod, and then I was like, I remember a Bruno that used to play for Brighton. But yeah, and for some reason, Brendan Rodgers is quite high odds wise. I don't think he's going to be not on. Happening. Lewis Enrique and I Zinedine like Zidane. I like the probably... idea of Enrique. If Zidane came, I'd be very worried for everyone in football. I don't, I don't know what it is about him, but I think he's... He, he, he like, he's got that aura, doesn't he? Like, a lot of managers and it's these days... he's bald as well, isn't As it, players, you're like, you didn't have that much... We spoke about this you're before, like, yeah. Oh, you're an impressive manager. Where he's, like, arguably one of the best players of a generation and gone into managing... Only managed for like five years and probably done more in that five years than most managers will probably do in their entire careers. Mate, he's got like more Champions League than like any so, like person ever. So it's one of those where he's got an aura that is like, shit me, this could be a long day. Yeah, it, Dan would be... would be. I, I would love to see him back in the Prem, just not with Chelsea. Yeah. Or back in the Prem. I'd like to see him in the in Prem. In the Prem, yeah. But um, Luis Enrique could be interesting. But I, I just think it's going to be Nagelsmann. I think that's sort of a done deal. I think it might yeah, be so. why they pulled the trigger on Graham Potter. Yeah, I think so. He's kind of like almost an equivalent to Potter in terms of like he has that project aura. He's a young manager. But he's probably got like a bit more about him in terms of managing kind of the higher level egos where maybe Potter probably doesn't have that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. What well, one thing I do want to talk about? We, we spoke about this earlier. Where next for Potter? Is the minute he, I heard he was leaving Chelsea, I was like, it could be time. It could be time because, but I'd sack Southgate now. Right. If I what, was what's FA, coming next? We've got, got the like, uh, right now. we've got the Euros next, right? Euros twenty twenty four. Sack him now. Sack him Sack now. Sack him now. You've got Give Potter. Him time. Potter has like a year, just over a year to get this going. You but, can even schedule some kind of like impromptu England mate, friendlies where mate, they just... Mate, the whole, the whole of this summer break, yeah? If you want to be in the English squad, you're not going on holiday. Yeah. You're, you're, you're training. We're, getting, we're going to win something, mate. We get Potter in for a year. Why, am I, why are we not in charge of the FA, man? Because we would get this... Do you know what, the other week I had a kind of beef with the bald white men, the referee. It's the same. It's bald white men that run the FA. And we need more down-to-earth people that are willing to make snappy decisions, unpopular decisions, but potentially correct decisions. The only thing is, yeah, and this might undermine a bit of our argument, Probably undoubtedly the football, we would play it under Graham Potter for England, would be... Head and shoulders above Gareth Southgate. I could probably manage. But what has made Gareth Southgate, or what's given him his tenure in the job, has been his ability to manage tournament football. And the vibe that he's created. But I feel like the vibe is interesting. I think him and Graham Potter are quite quite nice, reasonable people. They're sort of the people that don't really throw up a problem. Even at Chelsea, he was like, he got asked questions like, are you really a Chelsea manager? You don't really look the part of a Chelsea. Well, manager. Did you see where he like dropped an f bomb just yeah. to just to look, look cool? But the pro- well, not the problem. I like when you were like they're similar vibe. They're both digestive biscuits, aren't they? They're just yeah. They're both kind of unoffensive. They're, they're, the they're, they're like uninspiring. They did like a white chocolate digestive. Yeah, because they've got a little bit of like yeah, Gareth Southgate is plain digestive. Plain digestive. Whereas Graham Potter's got a little bit more. Riz. Oh, he'd be he'd be like you know the chocolate fingers, but a white chocolate finger. I think they're dead. I like white chocolate as well. I prefer white mm. chocolate to like normal chocolate, but the white chocolate fingers don't do what it. What would me. what would Graham Potter be? That's an interesting one. I think it's the just the digestive, but like the chocolate one, the, the chocolate version of it. Let's know down below what what biscuit would Graham Potter be? We'll, I want to continue talking about this. We'll come back after the break. We'll continue talking about Gareth Southgate or Graham Potter. 
if the World Cup, sorry, not the World Cup, if the Euros did start tomorrow, I wouldn't get rid of Gareth Southgate. Because that's short notice. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase this. The Euros is happening next year. Yeah, where they Who be. should be in charge? Oh, then Graham Potter. Because the worry is, so there was a period in time where Graham Potter was attainable. Eddie Howe was attainable. Both of them then got high-profile jobs, Newcastle and Chelsea, and the FA were like, shit. Probably not we have to stick with Gareth Southgate, but it made their decision for them because there was no easy replacement. Whereas, like, now, Graham Potter is available. There is a chance he gets a job pretty quickly. Brennan Rodgers is available. These managers are high-level, and there's a chance they get new jobs pretty quickly. And so the FA, if they don't act fast enough, they'll get new jobs and it, it will be Gareth Southgate for the long haul. So you are you need to be proactive. These managers are free right now. Brendan Rodgers and... I wouldn't even mind Brendan Rodgers as the England manager. I'll take Brendan Rodgers I'll take heartbeat. him. I'll be going Southgate. A, yeah, same. So both of these are available. I mean, Brendan you, Rodgers has won an FA Cup. Exactly. That is a tournament. Bosh. And so, yeah, I think... As the FA, you've got to be proactive. And I know Gareth Southgate has had quite a good um, qualifying where he beat Italy, beat Ukraine. So it'd be like a bit of a dagger. But we always do well in qualifying. But yeah. Qualifying is no longer a parameter. Fucking shit, man. Just get these man in. I don't even think we were that good against Italy. No, it. First off, we we weren't bad. The second half, half, we we were shocking. And then Ukraine, nah, they're just average. And the thing is, yeah, like, if. Graham Potter's issue has always been like his team's great don't score Yeah, we've got all we've got all the components there for him to score mate look at Harry Kane Harry Can't. Kane would score and Bukayo Saka would cook that's all I'm saying he's already cooking that's all but, I'm saying yeah I agree I think they've got to be proactive there's two British managers that are leagues above Gareth Southgate in terms of tactical IQ. tactical now and so if you um, look experience at, if you look at the games yeah where England have fallen short Italy Euros final we went 1-0 up yeah early doors worst thing could happen because we didn't be sat back and invite pressure on that was not how Brendan Rodgers would have played it and not how Graham Potter would have played it Fact. that was it that was a tactically inept manager at the helm and fair play to him you got to stay in the first place so you can do what you want but we must learn from our mistakes. We must. We take on... Um, oh, so... And then before that, Croatia. That was a shambles. Shambles. We it's mad clear- that he's actually got away with the Croatia and the Italy game. The Croatia one was... It was clearly... It was clear and obvious what was happening on the pitch. You could see that... Uh, was it Rebic? Had yeah. the running of... Um, who was it who started right back for us? Carl Walker. Carl Walker. And so there was something going on between Carl, uh, between Rebic and Modric where he was like floating over to the, the left-hand side and it was just constant. And it like there was no move from Gareth Southgate made on the pitch to deal with it. Who was... Was it Vichalco? They're, they're like bombing like wing-back? Yeah. He's actually retired from football. Which is a big constantly, yeah. constantly bombing up the pitch, yeah. And it was just like, oh, we just hope that nothing happens. There was nothing to stop that play happening. Modric was absolutely pulling strings and it's hard to stop a player like Modric but you can do it you can do it it's been done mm. especially at this age we have the at tools you have you have Calvin Phillips you have Declan Rice you can even bring someone like Mason Mount to keep him busy you know I mean just sit on him to but, be fair that was that was the Euro so it was like at that point I don't even think um, Calvin, like, Phillips, isn't Calvin it? Phillips was in the team I think was the Euros? I think Deli Ali was still in the squad. Mate, it, it, it's a long time ago now, but that, what I'm trying to say, yeah, is that any time we come up against a team with any sort of tactical noose, Naus, noose, yeah, they have it's outthought nice. us. The same thing happened against France. Yeah, same thing happened against Belgium. Anytime we come against a team with a little bit of quality, we fall short. It's where we need to go. Get someone like Graham Potter. Get someone like Brendan Rodgers, who is levels tactically. They're there. I totally agree. I think their CV is just so much better than Gareth Southgate's. And we've given Southgate three major tournaments now. That is a lot in terms of like a manager um, at international level 
like how long they get and we've got nothing yes he's been um better each time apart from the most recent tournament but still three tournaments that is a lot that is six years of gareth southgate that's a lot i think it's time to move on it is time to move on I, it's not it's not gone stale like Brendan Rodgers at Leicester because the performances are varied but they've mainly been positive but yeah. the problem is yeah we are so level we are so many levels above the competition that we're playing against apart from when it comes to that elite bracket of teams mate we that yeah you, we've got the best squad probably barring bar maybe France France I mean Argentina maybe and mate I think we've got a better squad than Argentina and especially when Messi retires our squad is levels above theirs I agree but um so the fact that we're, you could give a, a below par or on par manager our squad and they'd get quarterfinals, semifinals most of the time. I think you could let the squad go just unmanaged. And so all we need is that decent enough manager just to give them that final tactical push and we get final or win every single do you time. Think, do you think like and the FA are just scared though to go back to the days of when they gave like Sven Gorn Eriksson and Capello, like these sort of like bit more out there managers mm. they gave them a bit of time on that golden generation yeah I, think, had, like, so. the tail end of it, didn't I think the problem is with that is that it's just like then you've got to go with the like the foreign manager that has to like bed in with the players the culture is probably not totally correct you see like there's not that kind of cohesion whereas They'd, they would be on cyber grand potter easily. exactly he's got the, like we said the same vibe as southgate where it's all very kind of doing it for your country. Bloody all love each other. Hunky-dory. I think Graham Potter or Brendan Rodgers is a significant upgrade. Or will still. Je parle français. Je n'aime pas. How'd you like it? Let's get on with some predictions. Yes, we don't actually know how we've done in terms of last week's predictions because the game's still going on. It's Monday night right now. But... Easter weekend starts with Man United, who are on a treacherous run of form. They tweeted... Oh, the Ten Hag era starts the now. Ten, yeah, the Ten Hag era starts now. Next game, lost 7-0. <gasps> and then, I think, they drew against South, South, they draw against Southampton, and then lose the game after that, and then lose 2-0 against Newcastle. The Ten Hag era, we need to talk about it because it's wobbly. But they're playing Everton. Everton, I've been somewhat... They're just a Deitch team, aren't they? They just they battle. Yeah, work hard. And yeah, also what I don't like is Rashford shirking uh, his England duties as well. I, I, I don't yeah, know if he did. That's why he's not on Bukayo Saka's level, mate. But yeah. Um, Saka would never. I'm just going to throw results out there because I don't really know. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm going to go 1-0 United. I reckon, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 United. Aston Villa, high-flying Aston Villa. I think since the um, arrival of Unai Emery, only Arsenal have gathered more points than Aston Villa. Maybe Arsenal and City, I think. Maybe. It might be, but, but that's, that's still good, good company, yeah. That's good going. Very good company. And Nottingham Forest, eh, they're, they're staying sort of above they're that relegation. Right. Zone, Brennan yeah. Johnson's still cooking. Yeah, Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs Wyatt. Got a lot of new players still coming. But, in. yeah, Aston Villa, I think you're going to have too much for them. I'm going 2 0 Villa. He's got he's got Watkins cooking. Everywhere he Watkins. goes, yeah, he gets number nines doing business. I think he's, yeah, so good. But yeah, he's just told him to stay on side. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for. What did you say? 2 0 Villa. I'll go for a 2 1 Villa. Very nice. Brentford against Newcastle. Ivan Tony versus his former team. Ivan Tony doing all right at the moment. I don't know when that betting situation is going to kick in because if Mate. they somehow get to the end of the season and nothing's happened, they're just signing a new striker in the yeah, but, summer. Yeah, but it's easier than done replacing someone like Ivan Oh, yeah, Tony. he probably won't be on par he's, with Tony. He's like the third like, top scorer in the league. They or should, in theory, um, get a punishment. And their punishment should be like Metro potentially being out for the rest of the season. Liquidation. Bodied, bodied the ref. <laughs> All that. But like they should, in theory, because he's done the betting situation, they should now lose out on him. And he should cost them positions. So the fact that he's still about. <laughs> they just is, take away all the goals he's scored. It's crazy that he's still about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Especially if they sort out the Metro situation before they sort out. I think this game training. will be a tight game. But 
I think Newcastle want that Champions League spot. Two wins from... No, three wins in three, I think, now. I think yeah. Isaac looks like... A, he should not have that much close control for a player of his stature. Yeah. And Joe Willock, what a player. Callum Wilson, a great little header yesterday. Yeah, they look good. Trippier with the delivery. 1-0 Newcastle. 2-1 Newcastle. Bosh. Fulham, West Ham, London Derby. Fulham sliding, bro. Not really sliding, because they've done enough. So did Mitro play against Bournemouth? I don't or know, I didn't actually watch it. All now? I saw is that they lost 2-1, which is I mad. don't know, yeah. I don't know if he's banned yet. Oh, fucking hell, I just <laughs> got rid of it. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll do West Ham, though. I know West Ham got a decent 1-0 win. Uh, yesterday, actually, it was. But I'm not totally sold on West Ham. And I think, I Fulham, think both teams are poor, yeah. Fulham are just a better unit. I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham. I think I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a 0-0 draw. 0-0 draw, stinker. Poor draw. Leicester versus Bournemouth. Managerless. Very Leicester. nice. Against Bournemouth. The who, Foxes versus the Cherries. Decent result against... Um, who are they playing at? Decent Mate, result? If you told me at the beginning of the season, if you told me at the halfway point of the season that Bournemouth were doing the yeah. most to stay up, I would not have believed you. I genuinely think about two episodes ago, I said they were getting relegated. I think I, th- <laughs> I think I think they are like... They were... In the last couple of seasons of the Premier League, they were the most relegation fodder I've ever seen. I'd say they're up there. If they manage to get like 14th or up, I'd say them and Arsenal win the league and Fulham, those three would be my like super stories of the season if they manage to do that. What about Newcastle? Getting Champions League? Eh, maybe. Yeah, no. I probably That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Who cares? Um, What are we talking? Leicester, managerless... Will they have a manager? I'd know. Manager bounce? I'd know. I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, I'm going to join you on that. one It's too many unknowns. I don't... It's hard Spurs. Marsh. They're playing tonight against Everton. Against Brighton, who... What was the score? I think they freeled it against Brentford. And they. I think they've got that another... That game. They've got another game in a couple of nights' time before this. But, um, yeah, this will be a good game, you know, because Brighton... They can score. They can put two or three past any team. Mate, I swear Matoma's, Spurs, Matoma's scored. They like love to concede. So <laughs> early on as well. This is a recipe. Like the, for that Brighton goals. energy early on against slow starting Spurs could be a mad. I think Spurs. there's goals in this game. Yeah, same. I think I'm going to go for a three-two Spurs. Oh, I was going to go two-two. Ooh. Very nice. Wolves against managerless or maybe not managerless Chelsea. Oh, I just think Wolves are quite boring, man. They're very boring, but I like Lopetegui. I like them. I like Lopetegui. I think they've got a decent squad. I think give him the summer, get a couple of the wash players out. Like get Jimenez out. Like he's a waste of time now. Bless him. Um, there's so many players there. Like just let him get a couple more players in. Get a striker that can actually score goals, and I think they'll be cooking. Like Pedent and um, Pedro Neto on the wings. That's got to be like top six wingers like as a duo I can't imagine there's many teams that have a better duo of wingers Arsenal I like Huang Arsenal City maybe Spurs Spurs I think Rashford's probably better than both yeah of them. but their other side is not yeah um, like would you uh, no I think yeah you're probably right Rashford is better Brighton. than both yeah I don't know but I like them and I like what Wolves Newcastle. are doing We've just gone off topic now. Yeah, carry on. One, 2-1 Chelsea. 4-1 Chelsea. Really? New manager bounce. I'm not even new manager. No I, just manager think that, I just think they're going to smash it and it's going to look so bad for Potter. Yeah, that's facts. Southampton, bottom of the league against Man City, who are fighting tooth and nail to catch the best team in the league, Arsenal. I saw someone tweeting earlier. That if that Elneny's played enough games this season to get a medal when Arsenal win the league. And I was just like, you are counting your chickens, man. We've seen Man City come back from big deficits. Yeah, I'm not ahead of myself just yet. Five points. It'll be five point gap if they win their game, game in hand. hand yeah, yeah. Arsenal's still got to go to St. James's Park. And Liverpool. And Liverpool. And, and in City. City. Yeah. So it is. But saving grace is that. Well, I mean, it's. Not even, I was going to say City like pretty really focused on the Champions League but Arsenal pretty focused on the Europa League oh no you're out oh, did he line that one up forgot about that <laughs> forgot about that yeah, now we've got Prem only we've literally got nine games left of our season every game is a final 
And I think what we've got going for us is that we're actually playing, in my opinion, the best football in the league. City looked good against Liverpool. They did. They were good. Yeah. But for me, we are playing the best and most effective football in the league. Could you imagine if Jack Grealish like, just charges out, City mate. to a... Yeah, he's looking good. Um, Southampton, I think they get shafted. Uh, City, the cogs are turning right I'm now. I'm going 5-0, mate. Are you? Ross. Um, I'm going to go 3-0. All I see is Southampton soft. Soft, soft mate. Ruben Seles. Mate, Luke said you got a soft team. Yeah, mate. Leeds Crystal Palace. This is a game where I can say I don't give a shit. Uh, nah, mate. Hodgson, mate, he's at the wheel. Shout out Hodgson for getting mate, Crystal that, Palace him, their first him and, win. Him and his uh, like assistant manager boys, you see them celebrating the win as they scored. I was saying this to um, Zaha injured, in bed last night. I was like, my guy is so fucking old. He shouldn't be managing in the Prem. I don't know how he does he's it. He's what, like 75 well, years old? Honestly, like... I would be dead. Do you know, if surely, I make it past 60, that's This is going to sound really, like, really ageist or something, yeah? But surely you just get to a point where, like, your brain is just a bit too slow... To like keep up with, like imagine him and like Pep Guardiola talking tactics. That's what I'm saying. It's like it must be so. And the so stress like, of a relegation battle could genuinely kill my guy. Yeah, but he he's like he's so he's just so part. He just doesn't care. Like I don't think he he's there. They come crawling back to him. The man. the HR department at Crystal Palace should get investigated for allowing <laughs> a 75 year old man. <laughs> to get back a job like that. Like, they should have done a risk assessment and risk assessed that my guy is not... It's <laughs> far too old Do you reckon, do you reckon he, like, splashes all his pee so he's got to keep going back to management? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, him and Ivan Tony just done the <laughs> fucking paddy power on the weekend. But Leeds, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Oh, you're back at the Leeds, man. I like them against us, even though we shat on them. I think it's going to be a closer game. The first half against us, they were quite good. But then I, we think, just I think Palace are trying really hard not to be drawn into this relegation battle. I think they're yeah. going to shut up shop quite hard. Mm. I think this might be a one-all draw. One-all draw. And then we end the weekend on <laughs> a massive game. A big, massive big game. game. A Liverpool team that just looks so bang average. But at Anfield, anything can happen. And we've said this multiple times. And Arsenal have a absolutely disastrous record when it comes to... Anfield, we've seen Arteta get the speakers out and the you never walk alone, all that jazz. But Jota, I think he's scored. He hasn't scored in his last thirty games for Liverpool. Watch him score twice when we go there. He always scores against us. Him and Firmino. What, I reckon a two-all draw. I need yeah. What I need. What I need for Liverpool, mm. if they want to get any from this game. They must start with Darwin Nunez. Yeah, 100%. It's mad that he didn't play against City. He, I don't care that he's like, sort of, can't hit a barn door with his goal. He yeah. is chaos, mate. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's a good striker. 100%. I think he starts with pretty much any team in the league, apart from City, maybe Arsenal. I think he yeah. might even start for Arsenal. Not over Gab Jesus. I don't know. He's 100%. Ca- he is chaos. Did Gab Jesus win that pen? He like, sat two guys now. It was disgusting. But Gab Jesus is a good player. I think it's a two-all draw, and that's me... Being reserved because inside me, I think we win, but I don't want to say that to the public. I'm saying 3 1 Arsenal. Come on! Actually, no, scrap that. Nah, Let's go 4 1 Arsenal. <laughs> really? Yeah, Liverpool, man. They, yeah, Liverpool Van Dyke and Trent are washed, man. We'll Fabinho, do a segment wash. on Trent. We should do just a separate episode. Even Robertson, wash. Like, how is Matip or Konata your best defender? I've man? decided Trent for me. You cannot play him in a top six team at right back. If you want him in your team, you play him in midfield no, or right wing. I don't even think he does he a midfielder's job. He cannot be a top six defender. He doesn't he even shite. do a midfielder's job. No, he shouldn't play midfield. I wouldn't he, play him there. The, he was so good because you had a number 10 playing right back. But yeah. he's not technically good enough to be a number 10. He can't. He's not gonna, like, Maybe he needs to play under a manager like Tuchel that plays three at the back in wingers. Potentially. Where or, he's got cover. Or I think maybe he needs to like go abroad. Take some time. Or he needs to just bulk up a bit or something. Oh, maybe bulk down a bit. He's got like a bit like... Have a haircut. <laughs> Have a haircut. I don't know. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. It's been Board Drawer, episode number 40. Potter's gone. Roger's gone. 
get them in over Southgate. Both, get both of them in. Who knows? Yeah. It's been board draw. Make sure to stay tuned. The Euro Tour content will be hitting all our platforms So patently asked to edit. That's why it's taking so long. But it's coming soon. The giveaways are still happening. So if you want to get involved, it's still going. Follow us on um, TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. You'll be entered to win an Ajax or a Como shirt. Or you can get both. Bosh. Thanks very much for listening, guys. It's been Bordra. And it's live.